Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fifle.com. It is... February 8th, Thursday, and it's time for your TNA Impact post show. I am Atrial Pearl, and of course, Cresta Star is with me on a very busy Thursday, on a very busy week, and a very busy month, and a very busy year. It's only February, Cresta Star, but how you feeling? I am excited. I am exhausted. We said this on the crossover. It's the best of times. It's the worst of times to be a wrestling fan. There's so much exciting news, and there's so much news that you wish that you weren't a wrestling fan to begin with. I'm I am going to have a good time with TNA. I don't care. I'm going to have a good time with T. You can't stop me. <laughs> They're not going to try either. There's obviously the big news of the month or the big news of the week that came out was uh, Scott Demore is is out at TNA. He is no longer the president of TNA Wrestling. And uh, Anthony Cincioni from Anthem is going to be taking over. Cincioni was already part of Anthem Sports and Entertainment. He was part of the wing that basically would have included TNA if TNA was the direct underling, if you will, of Anthem. So uh, it's a very complicated story. There's a lot of reporting on it. And like I said in the crossover, if you're listening in audio, you don't always get the crossover in full on this feed. But uh, it's it's developing and Fightful is working on our coverage of it. But uh, from, from, what I, from what has been reported so far, it was a lot of talk about uh, about money and budgets and that's where it is right now so we're gonna see regardless the show that we're talking about tonight the show that we're talking about next week all the way up until no surrender which is on friday the 23rd those shows are in the can those were under scott that's what we got that's what's happening as of the 23rd that's when they meet up again that's in new orleans and that's when the show is now under a new regime what does that mean i can tell you all that creatively tna has a team in place they have the way I've said it to Cresta, the way I, I, I kind of put it to you, Cresta, was when Kevin Dunn left WWE, there were a, there wasn't one person who was going to take over for him. There were going to be a group of people who take over his duties with a shared vision. And that is almost what you're going to get, what it feels like you're going to get with this Demore departure. 
There are a lot of people who are already there, still there. And as a result, some of their roles will expand and some of their uh, some of the things that they do day to day will expand. And of course, Sissioni being the president will have a supervisory role, probably do things day to day. And that will be that. But we're going to find out again as the news comes out. That's the way it felt. Uh, Cresta, you got the news. How did you feel when you read it? And uh, yeah, well, tell me your thoughts. I will say that I've had the pleasure of covering TNA Impact because of this job at FIFO. So shout out to FIFO. Subscribe. Best five bucks in the business. Yes. I will also say that I've got to see how it's grown from my previous misconceptions and other things that people have told me about it to this amazing product, to be quite frank. It's a little disheartening at first, but I think that's a knee-jerk reaction. I will say I'm going to let it play out. That's something I've learned in wrestling is like it's sometimes it's the shock value that gets you, gal, but let it play out. But I am a, I, I would be a liar if I said I'm not sad for Scott Demore after you gave that impassioned TNA is back. I feel like you you did the damn thing. You nursed a mummified plant back to a forest. And to see you like, well, now you're not president of the forest no more. It's kind of like, Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. I I hope for the best because I really enjoy the product and I think there's a fantastic locker room staff from production to crew and everything. I I just I hope I'm hopeful. It just sucks. I again I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel feel for Scott. Yeah, talent and staff. Uh, you've seen it on socials if you follow a lot of them. They've been you know shouting their praise for Scott Demore and uh, that's understandable. They've worked with him directly. Uh, again, it's a developing story. We're keeping up on it, but uh, that was the news that kind of uh, kind of shocked us here in TNA yeah. land over on the Wednesday afternoon, as it were. Uh, it's been yeah, it's been a lot, but uh, we're going to work to uncover some more. I know that other people, like I said, other other outlets have reported it. We are still working on ours to shore up everything because. For us, it's about getting the story right, not just putting out the story first. That's not a shot at anybody. We just want to make sure we get it right. Uh, speaking of getting it right, this 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 was an interesting one. So, at Hard to Kill uh, in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. I had some conversations with people, and we were talking about the upcoming shows. And I said, "Well, what's you know?" I said selfishly, "I was like, you know, Toronto is going to happen." They're like, yeah, we think so. Um, but right now, we might be coming back to Vegas for Rebellion. And I said. Don't you feel it's a little too soon? And they said, yeah, but it's an ongoing conversation, so it might not happen. And then the conversation shifted to White Plains, New York, as a possibility for rebellion. Mm-hmm. This is April, by the way. This is four months after a TNA pay-per-view just happened in Vegas. So there was talk about going back to the Palms. And here we are. They announced tonight that TNA Rebellion is Saturday, April 20th, 420. We'll be live, of course. We'll be, we'll be cheaped up. But we'll be there. We'll be here doing our post show. Steven Jensen will join us. That's fine. Do we think if it's legal, do it. Uh, Just don't impede. Anyway, point is we will be here April 20th doing the TNA rebellion post show. It's at the Palms in Las Vegas. I won't be going back unless somebody pays my bills to go there. Cause I can only do that trip on points once a year. And uh, there's only so much that comes from doing a TNA show. Listen, someone, if there's a generous benefactor out there to just, just contact me. Listen, I'll go in his suitcase. So it's a two for one special. <laughs> there it is. Uh, by the way, uh, you want if you want to be my generous benefactor, you can also donate a super chat here at youtube.com slash fightful. Uh, and you can also leave a thumbs up. That's the free version of donating and uh, tell your friends about us and subscribe to us here on the channel. Or you can go to humperchats.com, crest to tell them why and how. You go to humperchats.com with your fingers or your thumbs if you are on your phone. You're going to go ahead and leave us a comment and say, Joe Pearl, Crest the Star, I know this is about TNA, but it's about you right now. Good luck 
at uh, Rebellion. So here's five thousand digi dollars, and then you send it to us. We get to keep a little bit more. We're happy. Sean Ross Sapp is happy, and then we'll be in Vegas hanging out with you. Humpertats.com. You don't have to send us five thousand dollars, but if you did, you know, shoot for the stars. That's something. Bong. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're good. I, I saw Humper chat about tonight's presser, and I went to see if Sean was live. He's not, so we're good. Uh, yeah, plenty to talk about. So. They're going back to Vegas. That's that's the big the, the one of the big deals coming out is that the next pay per view is going to be in April. It's the it's going to be at the Palms. It's a great venue. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we watched Hard to Kill there, but uh, yeah, it's a quick return to to Vegas. But I guess it's no different from you know doing Toronto every four months. That's what they were doing. They were doing April, and then they'd be back in August. So it ain't that far apart. Maybe they got a good deal. Maybe they have a good working partnership. So might as well use it while you got it. I can tell you the first part. Yes, that is that is true. <laughs> there is a good deal. Uh, the green and white aesthetic on the uh, the banner makes me feel like Mustafa Ali is going to be sticking around for a little while. He's booked to TNA through the end of March, so you'll probably be seeing a lot of Mustafa Ali in the coming uh, weeks and months on TNA. Tonight, he had his his fingerprints all over the first match. Chris Saban and Skyler they had their their opening contest. In Ali, we trust Border going around. He's promoting this match. I love it. Uh, and then you've got commentary trying to read the sponsorship notes. And then Ali on Twitter saying, hey, Tom Hannafin, maybe next time you could be more enthusiastic. Uh, good hands come out. They're doing a blood spatter gimmick type of dress in their gear now with red in their hair. Uh, it's good. Chris Saban Chris gets the win with the cradle shock. Scott looks good. Good hands are good hands. And then they're they're doing Saban versus Ali for the exhibition championship and no surrender. What do we think of the match? What do we think of Ali coming in? Because I don't think we really got to talk much about it last week beyond the announcement. I'm gonna be real with you. The match itself, I was more impressed with the Ali sponsorships because that's kind of really fun. I I I'm not gonna lie, I laughed. I was sports entertained by that. The banners, the ticker at the bottom was like. This is good shit, pal. I like this. I really like this. The match itself was good, but I got to tell you, I don't remember much of the match. I remember them having to read it over. And Tom Hannafin is like, this was sponsored by Ali. And Ali, in Ali, we trust. I'm like, this is great. I'm here for it. I uh, I can't wait for Ali versus Chris Saban. And I think there's a fair chance that Ali might take the exhibition championship off of Chris Saban. And I would absolutely love that. I'm not gonna hold you. Nothing against Chris Saban. You're 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 a god. But also, there's a part of me that agrees with you. Mm-hmm. Saban's held that title for a while. He's had it since uh, is it Bound for Glory or before that? He took it off of Leo Rush. But regardless, he's had the title for a while. Ali coming in and doing a stint until Rebellion, or maybe even going after the world championship at rebellion and starting off strong with the exhibition title that would be cool but i don't know what to expect out of this ali run other than he's sticking around for at least a a few months and -hmm. that's a good way to start and that's a hot way to start or do you run it back you do it a no surrender and then you do it again a little bit later i don't know what happens but it looks uh it looks like an intriguing match i mean saban versus ali was on a lot of uh a lot of dream cards and then we're gonna gonna be good yeah absolutely gonna be looking forward to watching it and seeing it I'm looking forward to what they do with Ali after the match, when he starts yeah. making appearances for TNA. Because right now everything is going to be pre-taped and dropped in because he wasn't at the tapings where they announced he was coming in. We'll start somewhere, and this is fine. Uh, but I like where it's coming. Yeah, I do too. Alex Shelley's backstage with Gia Miller. 
I like this promo. I like it a lot, Cresta. It's called Life of Risk. Says he's he's mentored a lot of people in the business, and then he calls the system symb- uh, symbiotic one that they they feed off of each other. And he says that Eddie Edwards tonight, because they're in the main event, is going to be the personal voodoo doll of Alex Shelley. He says he's going to want Alicia to feel when he cranks the elbow, or Brian Myers to feel it when he hyperextends the knee. Moose feels it when I wrench his neck. And he says, you take out one system component, the whole thing crashes. I like it. It's simple. It's effective. And it's a good use of uh, terminology. What do you think? Honestly, he made a very good point when he was like that these guys don't all. These are not team players. Not anyone on there besides Brian Myers. But Brian Myers sometimes is always the land to the slaughter in, in situations. So it's like Moose and Eddie Edwards, even Alicia, are selfish people. You're all going to turn on each other at some point. So I'd be surprised if they don't sue. So I, it was a good promo. It was a good promo. Yeah, solid stuff. We'll talk about that match a little bit later in the main event. Tasha Steeles versus Zaya Brookside is up next. This is match two of their seeming best of three. We'll see. Tasha Steeles pulls out the win. I like this. It was a She adapted from the way she worked with Zaya Brookside the first time. Zaya uses a lot of submission work, gets the great octopus finish uh, t- towards the end of the match, and then steals reverses the Brooksy bomb, grabs the tights, cheats to win. It's your favorite thing in the world. Cheat to win. Cheat to win. Honestly, um, they were both working stiff, but I respect it. It's well within Tasha Steele's wheelhouse. She's the greatest to beat the greatest. She's a Boricua badass. And the way that she pinned her with the handful of tights was so creative because I, if I'm the ref, I'm looking at the one hand that has her. Because the way she pinned her, she had like her hand on like her ankle or her foot to push her down. So the ref really wasn't paying attention to the other hand that literally had a fistful of tights. I was like gotta use your noodle and that's something she did so shout outs to tasha steels to being smart you gotta i think um ray walt said this on air that you gotta use your veteran smarts and if this girl is gonna play this way just show her what's really up welcome to tna sorry yeah i'm wondering where does tasha steels fit in in all this (laughs) because she's well first of all i want to know what the gear inspiration was other than you know egyptian artifact or egyptian i thought it was nefertiti was it wrong i could be wrong i could be ignorant i don't know but i saw i would know but i because anyway i i would love to know uh but i just saw her come out and and, and they didn't really make any allusion to it it could just be this is fire gear i'm aware and that's fine Mm -hmm. that's cool i just i i'm i'm waiting for the next step with tasha steals because this is something that we have discussed on this show you and i what are we doing with Tasha Steele? She shows up and then she's gone for six months and then she shows up and then she's gone for another few months and now she's back. I'm hoping that means that they're going to start moving her back into that, you know, slotted upper mid-card position. But it starts with Zia Brookside, who just started. She loses her first match officially, a singles match. And now they probably are going to do a rubber match. When do you do it? Probably count down to no surrender and that's fine. Uh, and then they move up from there. But that feels like Zia Brookside wins. But who knows? I'm just wondering where does Tasha Steele fit in on the knockouts card? I will say that the knockouts division is so stacked that it might be time for a mid-card knockouts division title. It, it just might be because there are people like, I'll put Savannah Evans when she's not, when uh, Giselle Shaw isn't going for main event stuff. Zia Brookside, Tasha Steeles. Um, I know I'm missing someone. Uh, oh, my goodness. Jody Threat. Um, oh my goodness, there's another girl who I'm missing whose name 
Killer Dang. Kelly, when they're when her and Masha aren't together, there's a plethora of girls that could do something where it's like because you're made the top of the card is stat. Like Jordan Grace is kind of like well, that's Josh Alexander, bro. You gonna fight, you gonna fight Jordan Grace? Let's not forget that there is a knockouts tag division, and Tasha's Tasha is without a partner. And we'll we'll talk about mm-hmm. what's going on in Giselle Shaw's camp and how that's going to change real soon. But again, Tasha could have a new uh, a new person in her in her back in her backyard, if you will. Okay, I don't hate that. I do I do like the X division, not the X division, the Knockouts Tag Title Tag Division. Get it together, Krasta. You're so close. <laughs> I'm so close to get it. I do enjoy it, but I do think that there is something to be said about the single stars who are on the undercard. I don't think we should just slam them together because that's a problem that a lot of male wrestlers had that we just slam together, make a tag team, and hope a Franken team works. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I do enjoy, like, even a Mickey James, if she doesn't go for. Uh, a main title run, you know what I mean? It would be nice to see like an X division or the the knockout shining stars or knock. I don't know something creative. I'm not creative, you know what I mean? But something along those lines would be real cute. Even a digital media championship, yeah, I, that that'd be nice. Like like, like something. It'd be, they just need a mid card. That's how I feel. Wow, Rhino's gonna be upset with you over that one. Okay, but he got kicked in the balls <laughs> during explosion, so he's got to <laughs> worry about his own stuff right now. <laughs> We're gonna get to that in a second. GYV, this is uh, this is good stuff. Uh, so ABC's in the back. Ace of Base are in the back, talking about losing the uh, the first match to GYV, and then GYV attacks him from behind. They shove Ace Austin's arm into the road case, slam the trunk, and they hold it tight. And I love it. Again, you're cheating, getting closer to that uh, to that that tag team gold. I almost said knockouts tag team gold because we just talked about the knockouts, but no, this is the TNA. Tag Team Championships. Uh, this was a good segment. This is a good little bit of storytelling, adding a little bit of fuel to the fire of the ABCs versus GYV. Yeah, I think they... Sorry, I got gas. Get it out. It don't Amazing. Ace Austin made a good point. Your first, second day you came in here, you got a title shot. Complaining. Okay, we're the guys. We'll beat you. And we did. And now you want this... You want another one? You got a rematch? And we beat you again. Like, so what What are we doing here? We'll do the two out of three because we know how this goes. Them attacking, like, damn, Grizzly Young veterans. Y'all some scumbags, but I'm here for it. <laughs> it's, great. it's great because, remember, Ace of Bays, when they were when they were heels, they were scummy, baggy That's true. Assholes. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. They were cheating like that, too. That's true. This is a good turnabout is fair play. Now, obviously, they never interacted with GYV up until this point. But, like, I love the idea that GYV can come in and just out-scum the abc this is good i'm so far removed from my scum that i'm only cleanliness now you know what i mean <laughs> ace austin's gonna shave his head and call himself mr clean oh simon miller is gonna come back and say gimmick infringement <laughs> oh poor simon miller i like him jake something looks up to kaz or at least he used to look up to frankie kazarian they're gonna have a match next week i don't mind this again jake something is someone that they're trying to make pardon the pun, something out of. And uh, Frankie Kazarian's a pretty good uh, a good opponent to have him lose to because Kazarian is also on the rise. King of the Mountain, Frankie Kazarian, am I right? I'm not going to hold you. He hit him with that hard line. He said, you used to look up to me. If you don't look up to me, don't even look at me at all. I'm like, oh, you're a mean old man. That was good. You ate that. You ate that. That was a good line. It's like I used to look up to you. <laughs> it, that reminded me... <laughs> Of the day M. Bison came into your life, it was the most profound day of your life. 
for me, it was just a Tuesday. How rude. How how absolutely rude. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll see how that match plays out next week. Speedball Mike Bailey takes on Zachary Wentz. Check out my interview with Speedball on the channel, please. It's a really good conversation with Speedball. It just dropped at the worst possible time because the, the Scott Demore news dropped like two hours later. Go check it out. We filmed it in my <laughs> We filmed it at the Luxor in my room with the i'll admit the lighting's not great so listen to the audio just put it on in the background do whatever you want but the audio is great just listen to the banter listen to the conversations people and i have a lot to talk about uh, wrestling philosophy and of course the trent seven signing where like did speedball know that trent seven was signing when they had their tag match at final resolution mm-hmm. spoiler alert he says he didn't and it was a big surprise and it was a really cool moment and he talks about how teaming with Laredo Kid at Hard to Kill, while unexpected, was a really good piece of internal storytelling because his first match in TNA or an Impact when he debuted was a four-way. It was Laredo Kid versus Speedball versus Chris Bay versus I think he said Trey. He either said Trey. Either way, the people who were in that four-way for the tag titles were all part of Speedball's first ever match in Impact. So that was okay. a good piece of storytelling. So go go check out that email or that email. Wow, go check out that interview. It is late. I saw someone say great shot of speedball socks. <laughs> this, this so this got me. Someone saw that we were premiering the video and they went in and they commented on the video saying, if he is barefoot, I'm unsubscribing from the channel. You know, we live in a society. <laughs> And the second I saw, it, I started cackling. But yes, the, uh, the the yeah, it's a little it's a little wonky. The shot, I do agree, but at least it's the content, it's the conversation that she stay for. It's really good stuff. Anyway, Speedball getting those glow kicks over, man. We never got a tag team with him and Trinity. I wanted that so bad. Yeah, like those his kicks are so stiff, and hers. I want to say now, especially after being an impact, absolutely are. But it, one is like ah, oh, and the other one's like. Ah, it'd be super cute. I would have lived. I would have lived. It would have been good stuff, but we're not going to see it, unfortunately, at least not right now. Who knows if a TNA WWE partnership does continue or happen or who knows? Maybe at the end of Speedball's contract, he goes to WWE. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, Trey Miguel's a ringside. He's taking cheap shots. Uh, I like Wentz doing his roll through kicks. They're good stuff. Uh, a lot of back and forth towards the finish. Both men looking good and a lot of just standout offense from both. Miguel pulls Speedball off top rope, which he's going to go for the ultimate weapon. Uh, and then the UFO cutter from Wentz gets the win. It's solid. The the post-match is really what I care about, Cresta. So let's get into it. The Rascals beat down Speedball Mike Bailey. Trent Seven makes his return, and he makes the save. We talked about that last week as a possibility. And, of course, Macklin comes out, lays everyone out, and then Nick Nemeth comes down. He evens out the odds, super kicks the Rascals and Macklin. Cresta, the big question coming out of this is, what are we going to name this Macklin and Rascals trio? Maskles. That's awful. <laughs> um, um, I mean, Macklin got to go to the treehouse first. I mean, listen, Macklin hanging out with the rascals is kind of like seeing the school bully hang out with with the like the cool stoner kids. Like, what are you? Why? Why are you? But no, no, I take that back. He's not the school bully. He's the ROTC kid that's trying to recruit everybody. I don't know if they got ROTC in Canada. but <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Steve Macklin is definitely the ROTC kid. Like, hey, what are you doing with your future? I don't know. You want to come to our treehouse? What's in your treehouse? Trees. 
I got to see Macklin in the Steve house. But Maskles, you know you love it. You know you love it, Maskles. Drop it in the comments. What do you think? What's the name for Macklin and the Rascals? They need a trio name. And I can't think of one at this hour. There's got to be one. Maskles is awful. Please do not, <laughs> not do not indulge Cresta Star. My friend was calling Speedball Mike Bailey earlier. Peepaw Mike Bailey. Like you can't do that. You can't. <laughs> you can't call him Peepaw Mike Bailey. He's got a billion names. He has a <laughs> Starbucks order name. That's how this whole. That's how that information. Uh, that conversation. That's how it starts. We're talking about Starbucks names. I mean, Maskles just works. <laughs> It just works. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful there's got yeah there's got to be a name for these guys not maskles go tell us in the comments <sighs> war and peace is too honest yeah peanuts is the low pro he, he they did watch the video uh peanuts is that's Speedball's, uh, that's his name for, for this. <laughs> for, for uh, oh my God, for his Starbucks order. I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. <laughs> yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Alex Shelley beats, uh, anyway, Con, Con's in the back. He says the baddest man TNA today. He's going to rip apart two men with his bare hands. I want to get to that match right now because this was amazing. Con defeats Richard Adonis and Ari Gold. This doesn't matter. He does exactly the, the beatdown you think he would do. Does the next snap again on both Adonis and Gold. Great. And then PCO comes out. He's revived for the 288th time. And then Khan goes up the stage and beats down the nurses, orderlies, doctors, resurrectionists. What, what do you call these? It doesn't matter. The people, the smartest man in the room. The people who take out, who, who wake up PCO, they get taken out. And then PCO and Khan fight a lot. I want a street fight between those two so bad. PCO misses the dive to the outside, or does the dive to the outside, misses Khan. They fight through security. They fight to the back. I like this. Uh, it's silly as shit, but it's so fun. What do you think, PCO and Khan? Khan is the smartest man in the room. He did not let these guys boot up PCO and his Windows 95 and his Windows 98. I'm jumping you right now. I can skip a whole step and beat this man up. 
I didn't think I wanted a match between these two, but I could see Khan beating up PCO considering the last two years PCO's had where you were terrorizing Bully Ray, who is a jerk. You were terrorizing Steve Macklin, who is a jerk. You have someone like Khan beat you up, monster passing on the torch to another monster. I could see it. I think it'll be a fun, it'll be a silly, fun match. But honestly, what a, imagine if somebody attacked the Undertaker while he taking 20 minutes to come down that rail. Cause I'm not doing, I already know I'm going to lose you. I'm not doing this. I'm it's, happened before, it's happened before, but this is good. I like this was they, great stuff, pal. It's so, it's, it's so stupid, but it's the best. I love it. Uh, that's, that's wrestling rhino. Okay. Let's talk about this promo. Now it's less about the content of the promo. Very basically rhino is like, yeah, he kicked me in the balls. I'm going to take your digital media championship. Digital media don't mean shit to me, but championship gold does. So they're doing Rhino Crazy Steve next week. What I like about this, like and hate, this is strange. It's a very ECW promo. Very ECW. If you look up ECW 99 Rhino, this is what you would have seen. And it's Rhino just tossing F-bombs and other expletives like after every other word. And, and at the time, that was very ECW. You do that. But the mainstream wrestling world would talk about how you don't do that because it takes away from the emphasis or the, the seriousness of your promo. You're just tossing it in to be edgy. But this works for Rhino because there's a nostalgia factor in 2024 with him doing this very ECWized promo. And I just need to know who produced it and who shot it because they got it. They got it right. But I mean... It's Rhino versus Crazy Steve for the Digital Media Championship. So what did you think of this whole thing? Because I, it's it's not a huge moment, but I like the way they put it together. I'm going to tell you that I found it very hard to concentrate on that promo because That's that fair. camera, that camera, oh, oh my God, Kevin Dunn was somewhere smiling. That camera was so bad. I, no, that was, if you watch any promo from ECW in the 90s, that's what they because they thought it was edgy. It was MTV, right? That was the way that the, the rap videos were shot and yeah. metal videos were shot. Like it was very, very herky jerky. Man, I did not like this promo, and and solely for the camera angles, I was like, "Am I getting vertigo? Like, what is happening here?" That yeah, I just I just have complaints. I'm so sorry. No, I get it. And, and again, this is the reason I like it is because it reminded me of that time, and I was mm. watching at that time. I fully understand why someone would be like, this wasn't for me. Like I, I do because it makes, yeah, it makes perfect sense. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because if you go back and watch, I'll send, I'll send out or I'll post an old ECW promo from Rhino and y'all will see if you haven't seen it before that this was very much that I have a feeling I know who it was. And if it's the person I think it is, they were someone who was not a big fan of that in 1999. <laughs> So we'll see. Uh, anyway, the scoops, not <laughs> I wouldn't even call it that. It's just kind of a. It, just, it would just be a very funny uh, moment. Trinity and Jordan Grace take on Giselle Sean Savannah Evans. This is Trinity's final TNA match. Uh, this was taped before she made her debut at the Royal Rumble back as Naomi. Tom Hannafin announced that Giselle Shaw is cashing in the Ultimate X for the match at No Surrender. So that question that we had last week finally gets answered because they kind of announced the match willy-nilly and we're like why are we what and it felt a little weird just because the whole ultimate x thing is like you could just call it any time yeah 
you can do it that night. It was just very strange that they went like, we're going to do it at the next big show. So uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting, but uh, it's a good match between uh, Trinity and Grace taking on Sean Evans. You want to talk about that? And we'll get into the rest of it. I'm going to go ahead and say that all four of these ladies worked very stiff, but a special shout outs to um, Trinity and Savannah Evans. These two girls worked the hell out of this match. Uh, Giselle Shaw is like, I'm going to take the night off. And when she did get in there, it was to take pot shots. But Savannah Evans was working, working her butt off. The theme of the night was refs being blind because Trey Miguel was cheating his boots off. Um, Jay Vidal was cheating his boots off this match. The double suplex attempt on Savannah Evans at the beginning, I had to laugh because I'm like, I feel like Jordan Grace could pick up Savannah Evans on her own. And it's kind of funny to see you guys both struggling. I, I know y'all could pick her up. I... I know y'all could pick it up. Um, it was a very nice code red into the finish, and it's nice that they let Trinity get the win in her hometown on her way out. I wish she would have stayed longer, but I do think that she did a great job as an amazing as an amazing knockouts champion. This match was good. I'm sad Trinity left, but it is what it is. Yeah, I fully agree with you. The uh, yeah, the code red into Starstruck on Savannah Evans that gets the win. Shaw's outside. They show a long shot of her just upset uh they did a backstage exclusive that's been posted to socials giselle shaw fires the chantourage but says evans has another chance so i'm assuming that she's got a match next week that's going to be if you lose you're out so david Dahl basically is is a man without a country at this point that's crazy who could david Dahl tag with tasha steals i don't hate it i i would love it it would be the best and worst idea and it's tasha steals being like Oh, this dork. It's the fanny pack all over again. <laughs> no, at least the fanny pack is cool in wrestling. Jay Vidal is just there. I like Jay Vidal. Jay Vidal, in, in his own way, to me, and I don't care if y'all agree, fight with your mom. It's like young Johnny Springer. His gimmick is so silly, but it's so it's camp. I love it. It's camp. You're the fashion stylist. So like, hey, don't fight me. I'll spray you the face. <laughs> again, Jay Vidal. Jay Vidal's good. I'm waiting for them to do something more with him than... That's what fair. they've done in the past. Uh, he's he's entertaining. I want to see him more in the ring. Maybe they'll give him some more reps on Explosion first. I'm not going to lie. When Ace Shock and Chat said Jay Vidal teams with Rhino, I laughed. Or Crazy Steve, Polar Opposite. Oh, that one was funny to me. Or Moose. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me a six-week arc where Jay Vidal tries to join the system, and it's Lish <laughs> being like, no, no. <laughs> And the other guys being like, no, you don't understand. He could get stuff done for us. And Lish being like, I get stuff done for you. And they'll be like, but it's not the same, baby. It's not the same. Or Motor City Machine Guns kidnaps him and say, like, we've had it. You're going to learn how to wrestle like this. And he's the Wheeler Yuta of Motor, Motor City. And David Dow, Motor City. <laughs> They're sick of having Kushida lose all the matches for them anyway. <laughs> Listen, somebody gotta do it. Kevin Knight, Kevin Knight's gonna come up now. <laughs> you know what? Just just do this. You know what? Okay, Jay Vidal and AJ Francis. Let's talk about this. So Diener's in the back and he says he's got a tough decision to make. And he's got a he's at a he's at a crossroads in his career. Now comes AJ Francis and he offers his services. And then they mention, like, don't say his name. And of course, who comes out? Joe Henry. And this is my favorite part. And I put this over on Twitter and I tagged all in it because I thought this was hilarious. <laughs> AJ Francis, while Joe Henry is doing his little shtick walking into frame. They're like, how does he do that? Why is he even here? And then Diener claps along with the, I believe in Joe Hendry. And he's like, the confused face, like, why am I even, why am I clapping? And, and Dahl is like, 
why did you clap? <laughs> and I love it. It's just, it's so stupid, but it shows that Dahl is like aware of this gimmick and aware of this, the shit that Henry does. It's very funny. Uh, and then Henry says he feels bad for how things went with AJ. He says that people don't like him. It's not fair. And then he's like, he searched AJ's name on social media and he found the comments. And then he reads a comment. This is what it says verbatim. AJ Francis is the wrestling equivalent of raw sewage rotting in the sun, a bottom feeding dong peddler who belongs in prison for his crimes against good taste. This preposterous abomination is what you get. If you, if the YouTube comment section mated with the above, virus one star rating do not recommend you get the idea that's cat joe henry made that up <laughs> that's cat joe henry wrote he made that up off the cuff from his burner <laughs> i'm just saying people talk shit about Dala all day but the dude is hard working he deserves a lot more praise than he gets i'll put it like that he's a good dude i'm gonna go ahead and say a hot controversial take and i don't care but if AJ Francis and Joe Henry get on the same page and become a tag team, oh, the music go. videos against any other team is going to be so funny. <gasps> no matter what team they go against, that team's like, yeah, I just got to beat you up because I, I already I already know how you give it up and I don't even want you to. You see how Khan ran up that ramp to beat up PCO? That's what I got to do to you because I don't want you to release your music video where you're like doing something really disrespectful. Like, why do you have this picture of me in third grade? I hate the both of you. <laughs> give me J. Vidal and Dollar. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and then AJ reminds Henry the last time they met, he beat up Henry for the things that he said. Says, I guess you haven't changed, so I'll take a different approach. And he walks off. And then Deaners tells Henry, don't speak for me. Don't touch me. And then he walks off. So Deaner goes back to being you know, snarky dick bag without an idea of what's going on. And Diener's just like, or uh, Henry's just like, well, okay, that that's something that happened. I don't mind it. Again, I, Diener just being inserted into this, at least they're making something out of it. Diener and Henry probably will have a match and then Francis will be involved somehow. But so, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the general takeaway there. I mean, I don't hate it. I think it's a good way to rehabilitate AJ Francis, because there is a lot of negative talk about him. I'm always give peace a chance. Let people wrestle. You know them in one capacity. You don't know them in their entire capacity. You're going to argue over a man you never met. Knock it off. So I'm willing to give it a chance. I do see a Joe Hendry, AJ Francis program happening. I even see a Diener. But now, like you said, Diener is without a country, kind of like Jay Vidal. So maybe Diener and Vidal together. But if I'm if I'm Vidal, I don't kind of don't want to be in another group, let alone in a group with Dino, who just had like two failed groups back to back. If you want to be technical, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, Josh Alexander versus Alan Angels. <laughs> Kids, stop fighting. Parents, don't let your don't let your siblings fight. Don't let your sons fight. That was not. You know what that was? That was when your mom has had enough of you and your little brother bickering. Because you're 17 and your little brother's 16. And he's like, all you do is take my stuff and ruin my life. You never respect me. And your mom was like, go outside and fight. And your little brother's full of piss and vinegar. He says, I'm going to beat you up. And then you beat up your little brother. Krista, <laughs> Krista, are you projecting? Oh, no. I, I beat up my little brother to this day. To this day. That's uh, that. But nah, that's that's not what happened here. I, I beat my little brother tussle. Alan Angels tried. He got muckalized. He like 
<laughs> Josh Alexander gave him the what for. <laughs> to quote G and Millie, he gave him the what for. Angels attacks Alexander in the intro. I like that. It's again, you. I think, Christy, you, you hit it on the head. It's piss and vinegar. Angels came out with piss and vinegar, does the shitty heel things, tries to cheat to win, and then Alexander gets annoyed, slaps on the ankle lock, and that's it. The post-match is really what matters. A fan hops the guardrail and attacks Josh Alexander. He's wearing a face mask. He takes off the mask, and it's Simon Gotch, who is Matthew Raywalt's favorite wrestler. So this is going to be a fun one. Gotch and Alexander, presumably at no surrender. It's one of those guest appearances that you we often talk about. But uh, there you go. The VOD villains are back in TNA, just not together yet. I have to be honest with you. When he first took off the mask, I was like, Bobby Fish, what are you doing here? Oh, it's the mustache. I get it. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, oh, that's Simon Gotch. I know that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. Listen, Honestly, Bobby Fish, Simon Gotch, if you have them be together in a tag team, who's who? Twin magic. Twin magic. They both lived for a thousand years. Twin magic. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. This is an excuse for Simon Gotch to have that uh, that shoot interview with Enzo Amore video pop up on YouTube for the 40 billionth time. I'm not going to hold you. Sometimes, full, full disclosure to our viewers, I like to get on the internet and lie. So this is me making this up. This is not a scoop, okay? Because I know you guys like to tussle. But Enzo Amore starts to TNA. <laughs> Just for this match. <laughs> Listen, they're different people now. They are different people. Listen, I'm gonna get. I'm either gonna get that, or I'm gonna get Ric Flair versus uh, uh, Jay Lethal in a woo off again. Something's gotta happen in my lifetime because I miss both of them. Okay, I miss both of them in my wrestling watching career, and I'm gonna watch one of them. Go on TNA Plus and watch the latter, but uh, Enzo and TNA, who knows? It, it, it could happen, but for now, Gotch and Alexander is fine. Gotch is a good wrestler as yes. well, so it will be fun to watch those two. I do wonder if Ray Walt gets involved. It's inevitable. He has to. I And Ray Walt has wrestled in TNA or an impact. He has wrestled. He's also really spicy on the commentary. And um, tonight, Hannafin kept pointing out, he's like, every time someone comes over there, you change your tune. You need to watch your mouth before you have to get in this ring. So, you know, maybe a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind doing a, a Gotch and Raywald tag team for a little bit on the show. It would be fun. But, uh, yeah, Simon Gotch makes his TNA Oh, is it return or debut? I'll have to take a look. But regardless, he's in TNA for a little bit. Him and Alexander is a good first match, and I'm sure they'll be doing that at No Surrender, so it makes me happy. Next week, GYV versus Ace of Base Part 2, Digital Media Championship, Crazy Steve versus Rhino. Rhino doesn't care about digital media, but he loves titles. Kazarian takes on Jake something. Moose takes on Kushida. And Cresta Star's favorite wrestler appears in the Impact Zone for the first time. Ash. By elegance. You know, I know you're memeing, but there's only one person that'll rustle my jimmies like that. I'll say, again, I'm still going to give her a chance. I'm giving peace a chance. Just because the video package, I don't understand it, doesn't mean that it's bad. I just, sometimes I just got to get it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm not all together there. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm not smart. Sometimes I got to get it together. Uh-huh. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> Folks, we're heading down the home stretch. Get your super chats in. Get your humper chats in. Let's take a real quick look. Has Simon Gotch ever appeared for TNA Wrestling? Total nonstop action wrestling. He defeated Jack. Nope, that's a spoiler. That's a that's not really a thing. Uh, he appeared once. Really? 
That's not right. I mean, you asking Google and you ain't know. <laughs> what who was he? Ryan Drag? Oh my god. He was known as Ryan Drago once. This was 2006. LAX versus La Migra. In 2006? I was 16. I feel like... No, I that's a lie. I was 22. I feel like I've, I just graduated high nope, school. I was in my I 20s. Was <laughs> I, was, I was 19. Okay. Bully Ray has said it is time for us to wrap it up because she's hungry. All right. <laughs> Edward Edwards takes on Alex Shelley. It's a good back and forth match. Two former world champions going at it. Limbs, limbs for everyone. Shelley keeps working over Edward Edwards in the limbs. Big knee by Edwards and a kick out by one. We get the adrenaline rush and Shelley reverses the Boston knee party for a roll up pin. It's a good, solid main event match. Go out of your way to watch it because these two know how to work each other. It's good stuff. Post match is really what matters. This is the big news. Ryan Myers attacks Shelley. Kushida and Kevin Knight make the save. Knight hits a big slingshot crossbody from the ring to the floor on Myers and Edwards. And here is what happens after the show. Alex Shelley challenges Moose to a no surrender rules match for the world championship and no surrender. Well, now we knew Shelley and Moose were going to have a match. Do you know what no surrender rules are, Crest Star? A no disqualification. It's even better than that. The match, this is from TNA. The match ends when the towel is thrown in on someone's behalf by one of their corner men. Not gonna hold you. The only thing that sounds exciting about that is hearing commentary call it time machine jacket. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. It's convoluted AF to me. I don't love that this match ends because someone throws in the towel. I understand the whole system symbiosis thing. Like it, it you're feeding into that story. I get mm -hmm. it. But putting this like it's not an I quit match, but it is an I quit match. But the person who's quitting for you is going to be someone in your corner. It's not going to be you passing out or you saying I quit. You're, there is no submission. There is no pain. The match is it's basically no disqualification until someone else says no more. And I'm sure they're going to do a spot where somebody grabs someone else's towel and throws it in for them. And the referee mm -hmm. then has to stop the match and restart. It's just it's it's convoluted in my brain. I get what you're saying. Um, I don't I I for the heels, it becomes, do, do you prove Alex Shelley right by if someone throws in the towel because you don't want you moose to break your ankle or if you're in some submission and then you all start crumbling because now you're blaming Myers for throwing in the towel for you or Alicia Edwards for throwing in the towel for you or Eddie Edwards. In the case of jacket time gun machine, <laughs> that's just fun. It's like saying a bunch of words together. I like that. I don't think any, there'd be any ill will. But in that situation, it'd definitely be a while Kevin Knight and getting worked over. We got to stop the match. Like, this, this, this ain't it. This ain't it. So I do not know how that's going to play out. It is, it is, it's not convoluted. It's just a little weird. How do you know when the other person's had too much? How do you know when the other person could take, too mo could take more? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, normally how you know someone had too much, there's, there's, you go through training for that and you cut them off. Wow. Speaking from personal experience, Joe. No, no. <laughs> the amount of times I've been blackout drunk in my life is once, and I was on a cruise ship on my last day. I mean, sing us a song, Mister. You want to go play the piano? You want to go play the piano? 
Not at all. That piano can stay there in the background. And that was TNA Wrestling Impact for February 8th, 2024. More alcoholic stories coming next week. I'm sure of it. Cresta Star, tell them where they can find what you got going on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am very excited to announce that I am here every Thursday and Saturday over here on Fightful. Thursday, I go over TNA Impact with my ride or die, my wrestling mentor, my best friend for life, Joe Pearl. Did you guys know that Joe Pearl and I are both 8,000 years old? That's a lie. Get the internet to lie. No, that's accurate. <laughs> On Saturday, I'm live with Ricky Cheeto and Iridian. We go over all things collision. And this 23rd, I should be here for Hard to Kill. If not, I would say you can catch me every Wednesday streaming on twitch.tv or tiktok but my muggle job has me by the throat so i don't know when i'll be back to doing personal stuff so catch me here on fightful follow me on all forms of social media cresta v star at the bottom somewhere here link tree is in my bio i want to be your friend let's talk about wrestling joe pearl where can they find you like Cresta said, we are here every Thursday night after TNA Impact. We go after the Ring of Honor post show. We are back for No Surrender. That is Friday night, February 23rd. So we'll we'll figure it out where we'll be, but we will be doing a post show regardless. It will be on Fightful. It's just whether or not uh it's whether or not SmackDown is is that important because that's the go home to Elimination Chamber as well. Oh my god. <laughs> So we'll see what goes on. Regardless, I am Agile Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. We are in the weeds every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on Fightful Overbooked. I'm checking a message because I need to know if I'm going to promote this right now. Yes, tomorrow because it's TNA related, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, Masha Slamovich is joining us on the show on In the Weeds. I'm going to talk to her about the Jacob, the JCW Jacob, and a plethora of other things. I'm sure TNA will come up. Uh and that's that's the news. That's all that's meant to, to, to muck. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll be back and we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.